Welcome to the show, CGV Pro. Right, thank you very much for joining us, uh, everyone. Uh, we're going to have a uh, a different approach to tonight's uh, the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door podcast. Uh, you know, I, I'm always interviewing people. I want to be interviewed. I, and, and, and you know what? This is not ego driven. I'm just I'm, I'm kind of fed up with <laughs> with with always being the one asking the questions. I want to try answering some because it's been a while since I've done that. You know, uh, you people have given me a wonderful reprieve. Uh, you know, when when I, we first started, we had so many questions pouring in. And then I think I made some comments online saying I'm trying to get to all of you, <laughs> you know, in a timely fashion. It's difficult, but I want to get back to everybody that sends in a question. I love doing, you know, Q&A. Uh, but but, you know, it's been a while because I. I said to people, like, I, I really can't handle any more than I am right now. And so people gave me a break. I don't know. They went shopping. They enjoyed Christmas and New Year's, other important things in their lives. But the questions kind of stopped. So I kind of miss it. And so I figured, you know what? What better way uh, to have some fun than to have you interview me? Oh. And plus, it would drag you into a podcast because I know how much you love being on these things. <laughs> right? I haven't thought of any questions. No? Hmm. Okay. Well, me, like, well, uh... you're, well you, 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 not that long ago, uh, didn't have a firearms license. Like, I mean, relatively long ago like within the last 10 yeah, years yeah okay yeah, so a few years yeah it's okay it's been a few years now right you, being being newer to the community is there anything that you ever wondered about or you know thought you'd maybe to ask uh you know i had a lot of questions back then it was real confusing about all the prohibited classes oh yeah all that stuff so oh, it's yeah. like okay so there's non-restricted there's restricted which is what i got yeah like most people yeah. and then there's this other class with 12 point what three four five six seven eight oh, twelve oh, all yeah. kinds of different ones it's like what exactly is each one and how do you how do you even acquire something like that oh that's it that and that's the question isn't it how how do i get that how can i get that how can i get that you know <laughs> what's your favorite gun guess what you can't own it yeah yeah <laughs> somebody's got one <laughs> well yeah yeah the, well, some, some old guy some, somewhere some old guy mike got from one. canmore has one right? I heard. oh yeah mike from canmore's got the large single largest collection in canadian <laughs> yeah. history yeah right he, his collection sounds like it's about to get even larger if they push any harder than yes they have. yes i heard uh a lot of people from quebec have been selling their stuff to mike from canmore yeah you know what? They better track Mike down fast. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind. Of, I'm actually genuinely surprised the RCMP hasn't managed to nail that bastard down. <laughs> very, very elusive. He must be. He's like, he's like yeah. Pokeroo. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff well, up against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were saying. Uh, I was reading an article um, from Quebec that only around 20 percent of the uh, long guns were registered so far. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one? Oh, I saw. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I read that one. Uh, in fact, you sent that to me. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know yeah. what? And and in the the number is this. Apparently, they I guess the Quebec government has decided that only about 20% of the long guns that they, you know, uh, they expect everyone to register them right. are being registered before a January 29th uh, deadline. Date. Yeah. Maybe uh, everybody's just dragging their feet. They're well, going to get around to it yeah, for sure. Maybe. I'm sure. Oh, uh, well, everybody's got to find out about it first. Right. <laughs> so that requires yeah, people that, to, yeah, yeah, that's another thing too, right? Mm -hmm. Out in the rural areas. I don't know if the RCMP sent a letter out. I'm sure they did. You know, some people don't read their mail. Yeah, I know. You know, and uh, that's, that's of course, another danger in all this is if they prohibit something and you're caught, you know, with it, um, you know, you, you may not even know you're yeah, in violation a, of the law. Right, yeah. There's no real, real confirmation from the RCMP that you got the memo. <laughs> like, they should need, like, some type of signature saying, like, okay, I'm aware. 
now yeah. or even a phone call something where they know that they're speaking to the rightful owner and that they've been made aware that that's prohibited now yeah that you know what in fact ahead of any charge that should be like a prerequisite you should have to have that evidence yeah. that, that somebody's been advised it's yeah. been confirmed and we have record of it yeah so that that that's going to be kind of tough because i imagine that'll require the police to go out to a lot of places that sure. don't use the internet or yeah. pick up phones and well, yeah if you yeah. got caught for that and you know you went to court and everything it could easily be said that like i was just not aware i bought this thing oh and yeah. it was completely fine and yep. then oh look a month later now it's prohibited yeah how does that happen uh, well you know and and you talk about reasonable excuse you know like uh violating not not having knowledge of the law is no excuse sure but, but at the same time like i mean you know they really haven't done a really great job of notifying people yeah uh you know and, and when you look at things like the bulletins that have gone out by the rcmp uh that you know led people to believe that they had you know, until a certain date, right? To hand certain things in or register certain things uh, ahead of any passing of C seventy one. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, do we view that as bias? Do we look at the RCMP and say, hey, what's going on there? Like, are you, aren't you jumping the gun a little bit in a democratic process in a free society? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's a lot of I think questions there. Uh, that need to be answered. Certainly uh, getting to the bottom of it. Nobody wants to accuse the RCMP of being involved in any shady business. I, I don't want to believe that. But I, I think, though, that it's quite possible they may have jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I always wonder, so something was either non-restricted or restricted. Somebody approved it. They got the FRT. Mm -hmm. And then something happens or they change their mind and all of a sudden now it's prohibited. The person that you know, gave that, that particular firearm, that designation, like, are they in trouble for letting this completely unreasonably, you know, dangerous weapon out there, like under a false classification, like sh they should be getting in trouble. Like wow. who, who made that call that like, let's just say if it was like in the automotive industry, mm -hmm. this car is completely like department of transportation has deemed this car, you know, uh, liable to drive on the roads. It's mm -hmm. safe. Then all of a the sudden they come back a year or two later saying the car is completely unsafe. Heads roll. People at people at the car companies get in trouble. There's class action lawsuits. Oh yeah. What about firearms? Yeah, you know, it, well, it, you know, in the auto industry, it comes down to money and the recall. Yeah, you know, they, right. I'm sure they would weigh the uh, cost of potential lawsuits versus the cost of calling yeah. every car back and yeah. having to go through the additional expense of rectifying a problem that should have never left the factory. Right. So in firearms, you know, yeah, like, it's, the, it's the RCMP. They're the ones that designated that gun. They verified it. They tested it for months. Yeah. They said Years it in some is cases. right. And yeah. nope, it's restricted. Yeah. And then something happens, you know, and they just, I don't know, just out of thin air say oh it's prohibited now who's in trouble you know arbitrarily yeah change their minds yeah you know uh and, and we've seen this before i mean I, I keep going back to 95 in the early 90s and how they did things then certainly there was political pressure being exerted and suddenly you know things were on these ban lists and so the lists of guns that you couldn't own seemed to be so much you know greater than the list <laughs> of ones you could uh because i don't know because maybe because everything i wanted to own was on that yeah, list yeah. you know such like, is life yeah, well no but yeah i refuse you always to, want what you can't have yeah no no <laughs> no i refuse to accept that not not when it's unnecessary i mean some things yeah. you can't avoid in life and uh, death and taxes but you know sure. what though you should be able to own something you can afford to buy sure if sure. You, if you're you know known to be uh, a person that can be trusted to use it well, especially since it's probably almost exactly like something else oh absolutely that operates the same way 
is the same, you know, same effectiveness, same lethality, yeah. but it looks different. Oh, you know what? So I, you can't have it. Can't have it. You know, it looks uh, too scary. Yeah, it looks too scary. I mean, the Spas Twelve has been a sore spot for me for years, yeah. and you know, like I, I, I don't think they're the, I don't think they're a well-made shotgun particularly. I, I'm sure, yeah. I'm, you know, like I it's remember a cool the shotgun. I, it's cool. I, and you know, I want to own cool, and you know, there's that whole want versus need. Right. Yeah, it's more of like a movie nostalgia type thing. You know, it's one oh, of those yeah. action action movie type guns. Oh yeah. If you were around in the '80s, you know, you would own a, you would have a Spas Twelve. Yeah. If you, you know, if you if you grew up on that, you know, mind numbing genre of you yeah, know, high yeah. body count you yeah. know, blockbusters that you know Schwarzenegger started in and now you know apparently he doesn't like guns uh, apparently not he's you know he has no issue profiting from you know depicting violence in his movies for the last 30 40 years but or, uh, however long he's been around but you know actual citizens owning them you know under the second amendment he has a huge issue with I'm sure his bodyguards are completely unarmed, yeah. by the way. Completely oh, unarmed. Yeah, you know. They don't carry firearms. Well, you know, and, the, and the, therein, therein is another great argument. You know, you, you trust certain people with guns. You know, certainly Justin Trudeau is not going to give up the people that protect him oh, no, anytime soon. Not. Of course and, not. And, and so I imagine they carry guns uh, of some kind. Uh, you know, I'd be curious to know exactly what kind of guns. Right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it, it, there, there would be, you know, a point of interest for me is this, you know, we trust those guys with guns because of course they're approved and they're screened and sure. you know, they just happen to be government employees. Right. Um, you know, the police we trust because they're screened and they, you know, go through psychological background checks and they're vetted and cleared. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, of serious civil stature have to vouch for these people and reference. And we trust those people, you know, with guns because yeah. uh, they're, they're good people. Sure. So, yeah, for oh, the overwhelming majority, right? Yeah, but but I like you. I find it fascinating that these these people that want to take guns away from yeah. seemingly the common folk. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. Based yeah. on you know what could go wrong, and you know we don't trust you. Right. But, but I feel the need, you know, as a world leader, to sure. have protection at all or, times, or even just a. Uh, a relatively popular celebrity. Lots of celebrities have armed security or they live in neighborhoods who have armed security. Yep. You know, it's really easy to say, oh, you don't need your gun when you're surrounded by armed people yeah. that are on your payroll. Like not yeah. everybody can afford to live in a gated community or hire armed guards. Yeah. And, and you, you know, I've been one of those rare pro gunners here in Canada where like I'm not... At the same time, you know, as much as I love my American brothers and sisters, you guys are, in a, in a, and I don't want to say you're the wild, wild west, because that's not fair. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, things that you do to, to keep your community safe. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it's so much... <sighs> so much different than it is up here in Canada. You know, I tried to explain to somebody the other day, they were like, I imagined, you know, this being different, she said. You know, we took out a new shooter. Okay. And she said, you know, like, her exposure uh, had been to um, American guns, and she had spent some time in the United States, and the only exposure she really had was somebody waving a gun around and it oh, not yeah. making her feel terrifically comfortable. Sure. And, and you know, that, that culture where, you know, um, certainly firearms are, are a lot more... Uh, widely accepted as a kind of a cultural sort yeah. of phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, here in Canada, that's not the case. And so, so you know, she's looking at me going, so let me get this right. So the gun is, the handgun is unloaded and 
it's in that case when you transport it. And I said, yes. And she says, and you put a lock on the unloaded gun inside that case and you lock that case. And I said, yes. And she says, and then you put that in the trunk of your car separate from ammunition. And I said, yes. And she, she was like, I had no idea. Like that's the way it was. Yeah. A lot of people don't think, uh, you know, we have storage regulations and stuff like that. They think you just can have it. It can be loaded. You can carry it with you. Uh, even, you know, a lot of news, uh, agencies and even the government, has said, oh, you know, you're going to have these guys, you know, with the change of the ATT and stuff, which yeah. it's oh, just yeah. a paperwork thing. Oh, didn't yeah. change the terms at all. No. Uh, oh, they're going to, you know, people are going to be rolling around in grocery stores with guns in their trunks and stuff like that. Like, that's just not the case. It's the same as it was. You can go to any border crossing, gunsmith, uh, you know, certified range. Um, but we do have storage and transport regulations, which is, I think, a good idea. Oh, yeah. For sure. Abs- abs- uh, no, absolutely. And I'm... And a lot of people don't know this about me. I'm pro-regulation. You know, do I think that things could change dramatically for for us here in Canada? Could, you know, the Firearms Act be completely revamped? Like, I mean, like, tear that fucker apart. Yeah. You know, do it all over again. Christ, please somebody uh, consult some experts, uh, firearm community members, uh, the police definitely explore, you know, what the law enforcement yeah. wants, uh, the community wants. But, like, I mean, it's become abundantly clear that we... We could do things a lot differently here in Canada, but the regulations are in place to uh, keep the public safe and to keep it kind of under control. And I do believe in licensing. Like some people believe you don't need a license to own a gun. And yeah, then- I can see a certain, like I can see people's point of view with, you know, not wanting regulation because it's a slippery slope. You give them an inch, they take a mile. I find, you know, when you have licensing, mm-hmm then there's a different criteria that certain people have to meet. So you need to be, let's just say, mentally stable. Well, what does that mean exactly? Hmm. If it's just somebody who's, you know, mildly depressed and they went to the doctor and told them that and they got a prescription, am I now disqualified from having a firearm for the next 10 years? Like, I can understand their point of view from it as well. Like, it's a lot different. We do not have you know, the second amendment, we don't have that in our constitution. So I, you know, it's going to be different here regardless, but I do see their point of view where you don't want to give the government too much power over that because it can be, you know, abused for sure. And we've seen it, you know, you know what? I, uh, I think you made some really fantastic points. I like, I mean, uh, people, people have this misconception that we are like the United States and we are not. Um, you know, I, I have met all kinds of people uh, in the firearm community uh, from all over the world. And the United States have, you know, a wonderful, uh, rich culture, uh, just like we do here in Canada. Uh, certainly things are a little bit different in terms of their laws and their regulations. Uh, you know, all the way to, like, some people believe it's your God-given right, right. to just be able to defend yourself with whatever. Yeah. whatever. The, the truth is, is that, you know, for us here in Canada, you know, um, we require things like licensing to keep people safe. So that we can, just like you say, keep, keep firearms out of the wrong hands. Sure. Sure. And, and, and under that guise of we're going to keep guns out of the wrong hands, the liberal government is trying to feed the, the masses and the general public this idea. And they did this back in the early 90s, uh, you know, just like then, you know, they managed to convince uh, the public that these small guns were being used in crimes everywhere. <laughs> right. And and so these little guns like these little Jennings and these right. little you know pocket pistols, they called them Saturday Night Specials. You know, they they just 
decided that they were going to ban those or they were going to make them a prohibited item, and and, and they did. Uh, but the truth is, is that the guns were being smuggled from the U.S. Right, right. because they were smaller. Yep. And so they changed the laws, right? And they said, okay, you can't own these kinds of guns. Well, the collectors were the ones that suffered because the values of these items were substantially yeah. diminished. Yeah. And guess what? Worse still, the small guns to this day are still being used out there in crimes. Yeah. I love when I see photos of the uh, firearms and drugs always seemingly seized at crime scenes. And you know what? I can't notice that a lot of those guns are little guns that haven't been legal in Canada in years or right. ever. Brand new. Brand, Brand new. Oh, they yeah. have the boxes for them and everything. It's like, oh, where'd you get that? Yeah. Because that gun is not available for sale in Canada. Yeah, so. guess, no, guess what? It never was. Yeah. Some of the guns that are popping up at scenes are guns that came into production. Most. Post. Yeah. Most. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Get, you still get some of the small stuff you know, from before, but you get yeah. these new guns. So you know they've never been legal in Canada. You know they're coming through illegal channels. Right. And, and they always have been. So they created this law and they restricted this group of people. They diminished the value of their property. They seize it following their passing if there isn't a rightful heir it can go to and guess what that doesn't include your like nephew you know like it has to be uh, you know a blood relative and the guns have to have been manufactured before 1946 well that precludes some of the guns that some of these people own so uh, when they die, a certain portion of the collection is almost like forfeit immediately if it was made post-1946. Yeah. The rules were designed to thin our herd. Yeah, confiscation, basically. Confiscation through attrition. Like, yeah. As you die, these things go. Yeah. And if you know, we'll allow some of them to sure. be passed on, but not all of them. And then they're going to change the rules again, and they're probably going to say, well, that one's probably more dangerous. And, I mean, they're going to convince the public once again. But this time we have the Internet. Right, right. And it's allowed us to stay connected in a way that has never been seen before. And so people can communicate, share ideas, uh, you know, get together. And I I couldn't help but notice that I saw in the news that there was a uh, a large uh, caravan of trucks apparently coming from Alberta heading towards Ottawa. Oh, yeah. Apparently in protest. Is that right? Yeah. Did I not tell you about this? No, I I, I didn't hear about this. Okay, well, apparently... Uh, the boys and girls are moving like across. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it right away because if there's a bunch of truckers that are going to pile up in Parliament, yeah. I think I want to be there to see yeah, that. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting right? to see for because, sure. Because I saw what was going on in Alberta with all the trucks. It looked like a lot of damn trucks. Huh. Um, they love their trucks. They love their trucks. <laughs> they love their trucks out west. I uh, I saw more 4x4s out there. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely, uh, definitely good times. We're looking forward to getting back out west again. Uh, we've got uh, actually quite a bit on the plate. The Tommy Gun Project is coming along fabulously. Mm, I, I, like I heard. The, well, you know, I, for the people that have seen it, they're like, what? Where, where can I buy <laughs> yeah, that? What when? is that? Yeah, what is that? Is yeah. that what I think it is? Yeah. That's, that guy, the, that's the question. That's the question. I love when people walk Sorta. up. Sort of. Well, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not what you think it is. But that just means that we've really done our jobs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you no, know, that, that's a nice compliment for sure. It, it is, it is. And uh, certainly we've had a lot of fun with it so far, yeah. but we do need to give this thing some rigorous testing. It's really important, uh, you know, that we determine the longevity of parts and make sure that everybody gets, uh, you know, the best quality experience possible yep, yep. from the Canadian Gun Vault. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. nice to see new stuff out there. Yeah, I and mean, what, what, what else What else has come out that's new lately? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Come on, man come out that's new well there's that Glock you see the Glock 45 
you know me. Uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of like a Glock 19 sized gun with a couple of serrations on the slide, front serrations, and then it's got a flat grip. Yeah. So no finger grooves. Kind of oh. like the. Uh, oh, like the two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like the one you used to carry. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, uh, for those of you that, uh, oh, I'm just going to take a sip. Mm. Yeah, that's like the yeah generation two. Then Gen three had the grooves. Gen four had the grooves, and then Gen five doesn't. Yeah, you know, I, well, I I carried a Gen two. Yeah. Uh, I wish I'd got myself a Gen one because yeah. that that would have been cool. Yeah. But uh, I had a Gen two. Bulk, the bulk of the service had Gen two. Sometimes they put hoe grips on the guns. Dude, I, I you read my mind. I was just gonna say that. I'm, Whenever I'm, I see that, I'm like, I'm, eh. sh- I'm shaking my head. I'm, I'm like, you. brother, take mm. that off. <laughs> you know, it looked like a gun condom. Like it's, 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 it's usually all like screwed up. Like it's all y'all. it's not aligned or it's all gummed up or yep. it's it's uh, like. Like almost falling off. I'm like, that's not good. Do you, do you ever, you ever see it where it's got like, uh, you know, it looks like the the rubber's been snipped. It's starting to like yeah. peel oh, off. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, oh, so, I had it happen to mine when oh. I was a kid. I had one on one of my airsoft guns. Yeah. I thought it would be a great idea. I'm like, that looks cool. I'm like, it's not. It's not. No, no, not at all. It's this blob in your hand. Yeah. I, I used to make fun of the guys even with finger grooves. I'm like, you, know, you, <laughs> what, you need finger grooves to control that thing, <laughs> right? You know, Gen Two. Uh, yeah. You know, but then again, my gun had some. Uh, I remember when I when I finally turned it in, it had some bacon bits I cleaned off the back sights. <laughs> bacon bits. <laughs> it had some bacon bits. You know, I I stayed relatively some good. Donut shape. glaze. Some on do- it. No donut glaze. <laughs> I. You know what? Twenty years. Actually, that's one of the coolest things about you know. Resigning for policing, uh, I, I can now eat donuts again. <laughs> without, yeah, without looking too stereotypical. Well, you know, honestly, dude, I avoided donuts for like twenty years. Really? Yeah. Well, I refused to feed the stereotypes. Oh, I, I just I couldn't do it, and so like I couldn't. You know, what, what would you like, sir? Right? Not a donut. And I'm looking. I'm looking down at the donuts. <laughs> like they they just came out of the oven, and it's like oh. a green tea latte, yeah. please, and a, and a bagel. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, gluten free, man. You know what? <laughs> and of course, you know they'd be looking like, do you, do you want a donut? Yeah, I know right? you want I, one. Yeah, you just right, say yeah. it. Just say you the know, words. Sugar pushers, <laughs> sugar pushers. You know what? If you ever see a cop in a bakery, right? He's thinking about like taking the entire place and shoving it in. Yeah, the, yeah. So you're gonna have to close the scene down. Yeah, confiscate yep. everything for evidence. Yeah. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I must have used that line about a thousand times in my career. It's like we're gonna have to confiscate that for evidence, yeah. man. Yeah, you know it. But uh, but definitely, um, you know, with all the uh, things that have been going on lately, uh, you know, you struck you struck a real nerve when you talk about prohibited guns because I want I want to get back to this because I think this is important. You know, there's a lot of people that are saying they're running out of time. There's no way they can execute it. They don't have the resources. They don't have the backing of uh, the police services. Kind of what I'm hoping. You know what? I, I think, you know, purely speculative on my part. I'm just going by the vibe uh, and what people are telling me and uh, what, you know, some of the things that I'm seeing, some of the signs I'm seeing. I'm not I'm not above believing, though, that uh, this government isn't going to take a swat at us going out sure. the door. Uh, sure. I'm not sure what they're going to do. They're going to pass C-71. That's that's. That's what I'm thinking. There's been it's been seen uh, already in effect in enough levels of government that I think that you know words out, get ready, this is coming, get yeah. used to it now. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know certainly when I called in to uh, uh, 
sell a non-restricted firearm. I was required to give my license uh, information yeah. as well, which I thought to be kind of odd. They requested it, right? They, they, yeah, they, I don't think it's a requirement, but I think if you give them a hard time about it, it's probably it's probably going in your file. You know what? Nobody nobody said it was required, but uh, the question was asked in a fashion that I recall asking. You know people questions out in public yeah. where I expected an answer. Sure. And it sure. was, it was, and, and they're always very friendly. I, I love the people. Every in time. Yeah. I, you know, a, a lot of people get down on those guys, but they're really wonderful people. The ladies are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've they, always had great experiences talking to them Yeah, really fast, you know, really nice. I've heard, you know, on uh, Canadian gun nuts that some guys have not had such a good experience, but who knows, you know, your mileage may vary. It's customer service, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, you, uh, you know, not everybody has your radio voice, right? Like, I mean, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I, I have, I have known, I have known some members of the firearm community, uh, even when they're not, uh, miserable, nasty people. They sometimes sound like it. Yeah, sure. Sure. When, when I think they, it's a uh, people when they're calling in, it's kind of already an annoying, thing just like when you're calling tech support you're already kind of pissed off and in yeah. a bad mood so i could see you yeah. know maybe take things the wrong way or maybe the other person on the other line is not exactly that polite with you if you're not polite with them so you know yeah no i i've been in you know, i just told i just told people the other day i said you know what uh sometimes you know when the police show up everybody's on edge you know things have obviously yeah. gone wrong right yeah it's a bad time it's something's bad. gone wrong yeah and, and, and people would and people would you know uh get down on me a little bit but i i always say you know what, go easy on the police they're they're yeah. dealing with shit sure you know, 24 hours a day and they don't close they you know they're like a 7-eleven they may yeah. not be doing business but they're always open yeah no <laughs> right? that's a great that's a great right? saying yeah, yeah you don't know that, where uh that's my boondock saints baby <laughs> right that's a good one greatest, gra that's again one of the greatest movies ever. yeah i haven't seen that movie in years okay jesus christ I, I almost thought you were gonna say i haven't seen that movie oh, I've I, seen I, it. I was ready to i was ready to jump over <laughs> and throttle you right? put it on right now right jesus great yeah you know we're definitely gonna end up watching that movie yeah. at some point what movie night a, movie night yeah i want movie night soon all right all right we'll, we'll do that one we'll that's what that. suppressed uh Beretta's? Is that what's in that movie? What what is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Suppressed, Suppressed Berettas, right? Suppressed Berettas. Uh, I know that there was some uh, some Desert Eagle action. Sure. Very, some blinged out, you know, okay. uh, gold yeah, yeah. trim, I'm silver. I'm starting to remember now. Yeah, yeah. With big, with big like, uh, hammer and sickle symbols on the front <laughs> of the gun. Right, right. You know, if you made the mistake of being the uh, on the wrong end of that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Boondock Saints something we're definitely going to get into. And, uh, you know, back to the police, though. I, I always tell people, you know, go easy on them there have been some changes uh in in law recently and i think that uh, we got to be careful out there folks uh certainly the, the 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 threshold for you know stopping people and asking if they've had anything to drink or smoke uh seems to have changed somewhat yes i've read that in yeah news. yeah you know and uh, yeah did you talk with uh kevin about that last time or i heard you guys were talking about something to do with dui stuff yeah you know what uh you know we we, we talked about some of my experiences uh, okay and, and you know and and he asked me how effective ride lane checkpoints were that's um, right that's yeah, right yeah yeah you know and and i think they're i think they're an important tool uh in policing i think they're an important part of maintaining the public safety yeah uh, i think at the same time though we got to be very aware of uh, how much reach we give yeah, well, apparently there's quite a bit of reach now with with that. They don't need any type of uh, suspicion, reasonable suspicion, to uh, ask you to do a breathalyzer test. <clears throat> I don't know if that's happening uh, today or 
Uh, it was it January first that was supposed to come into effect? I'm I'm not I'm not sure, but they don't they don't require any evidence to make the demand. Apparently not. I didn't read yeah. it too carefully. I probably should brush up on that before we talk about it. But mm. I heard uh, you know like so. How did it work before? You needed to smell something or see signs of impairment. Yeah, signs of, signs of impairment. Uh, you know behavior. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that would be everything from uh, you know bobbing, weaving in traffic to you know running over you know that second set of hedges. Yeah. Yeah. Usually a good sign that something's not right. <laughs> so then you would administer or you'd request for them to do a field sobriety test. You know what? They gave up on the field sobriety oh, yeah? uh, type. Well, you know, that whole touch your finger to your yeah. nose. Oh, they uh, don't do that. Anymore? Well, no, they, well, they stopped for years okay. and, and, and there was a lot of problems with it. I'm sure in a, in a courtroom, you know, like who, who qualifies you to, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, what if you have some type of you know, problem mentally or, yeah. you know, and so, but, coordination but they gave up on that, but apparently they were thinking about getting back into that again now, I, which I can't believe. Yeah. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I mean, if you, if you got a guy, you know, doing a tap dance at the end of the street <laughs> yeah, at four yeah. o'clock in the morning, I mean, I, I, I've come home late some nights where I haven't had a drop and I, I don't know that I was sure. Pass. Sure. I've seen um, people that are quite intoxicated. Uh, yeah. You know, be able to dance and do a lot of things uh, coordination-wise. So. <laughs> some, some some people make out better than others. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, glad uh, glad that you guys are listening right after uh, New Year's. We hope you had a fantastic one. Uh, certainly, it was a, a very busy Christmas for us, but we had a, a relatively uneventful uh, New Year's here at the Canadian Gun Vault. Uh, we just seem to keep on working. Yeah, no. That. Uneventful is good. Yeah, yeah, no. No news is good news sometimes. No, news, no, no. But, uh, and, 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 and there was one other thing. There's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, certainly, we got to brush up on a couple of those subjects before we delve into them more deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, uh, let's go Google that and we'll get back to you <laughs> yeah. in a few days. Anyway, that's about all the time I think we have for this evening's episode. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. We appreciate all your support. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.